The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? I'll be honest with you, um, it's not damn good coffee this morning. I seem to have run out of cold coffee, which means not damn good coffee. I do have, I did substitute with, um, I don't want to say what I substituted with, but it's not good coffee, not damn good coffee this morning, it's wake-up coffee. I miss my cold coffee. We're brought to you by cold coffee, but that's not the reason I miss it. It's really good coffee. I got spoiled by it. And so you can tell that I'm not really quite woken up yet because I haven't had the good coffee. I need my good coffee. Anyway, I hope you got good coffee. It's uh, Thursday, February 24th, 2022. And um seems like, uh, I don't know, World War Three started. Seems that way. Not, uh, not really uh, a joking matter. Although we probably will tell some jokes about it. But it's a very serious thing. And it looks like a crazy man is threatening to use nuclear weapons if anybody retaliates. Got a good uh, punchline for that? I don't. I just don't think it's all that funny. Unfortunately, these are the times we live in. Uh, I'm not really... Kind of was hoping to get out of this world without having a, a World War Three. Kind of was hoping to be dead before it started. But you can't always get what you want, can you? So uh, we're at war. Luckily for, for you, we have our correspondent uh, on the ground there. Carl is on the ground in Ukraine. Uh, he's got a report for us now. <laughs> can confirm we are at war this is war western imperialism is pushing into russia they are fighting the evil ukrainians you saw those old bitches you saw those old women with those guns they're evil and they need to be stopped this is war alert this is war can you get food around here Um, I said there would be jokes about it. Uh, obviously, it's not funny. Uh, no, chemo. Good morning, Andy. No, chemotherapy does not. Uh, unfortunately, does not boost your immunity to being nuked. Um, wow. Uh, people in the uh, chat, chat, various chat rooms are active already. I uh, noticed yesterday, watching a little bit of the. Uh, um, Ricky and Lucy show, uh, last rights podcast that some people needed to be put in the timeout from the chat room. 
almost had a little bit of that last night too. Uh, some people just feel like just gonna overwhelm the chat room, monopolize it, make everybody feel like they should shut up because it's just gonna be me. Um, but very weird, weird behavior. There, there's chat room etiquette. <laughs> Most people are good with it. One or two people, uh, just seem to cross the line and got put in a timeout. God. If I got put in one time out, I think I'd get the message the first time and, and like look at my behavior and say, Am I being a dick? That's all I'm just gonna say about that. No need for a nuclear war about these things. Um I did have a program last night with JT Haberstadt. Very good, very um insightful. Uh, I wanted to ask him so bad about James Inman not being invited to altercation, <laughs> but I didn't. I stayed away from that. Or not being, I guess, invited. Yeah. I know what the answer is, but I just, uh, I don't know. And I didn't push for it. So there it goes. Um, Anyway, people are taking this thing a little bit lightly, joking about it. Of course, there will be jokes about it. That's how we deal with shit. But it's fucked up, man. I don't want, uh, I don't want World War Three in my life. I'm, by the way, I don't have a, a guest today. Um, this is the last show for the next two and a half months that I don't have a guest booked for. I uh, could have booked somebody for for this, but. You know, some of the, I just put some of the people who've uh, expressed uh, interest on being on some people who wanted this date. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, I'd rather just sit here and do call videos uh, reporting from the war zone. I was up last night again with the edibles. As you can probably tell, I'm edible Matt now. Good morning to everybody in the chat room. Let's see who we have. Roll call so far who I see. Uh, oh, Kevin says he's watching hundreds of idiots crash their cars on slippery roads today in the new Oklahoma City uh, bed this morning. I guess they got a little snow. Nice. At least it won't. Uh, you won't spontaneously jump up and run circles around the house. Hmm. Did I miss something with that? Uh, good morning, Kelly. Uh, good morning, Jamie Dykes, uh, the king of betray betrayal and uh, backstabbing. Uh, putting his nose where it doesn't belong. Put putting his nose where it doesn't belong. That's funny. Funny stuff. Uh, well, Carl Mann uh, is uh, typing in from the Ukraine. He says, boom. Uh, Andy Anderson, as I mentioned, is with us. Uh, Sound effects really boosted the clip up 10 <laughs> Oh, uh, Wait, uh, Carl is calling in now with the, uh, seems like he's got another uh, report from the war zone. Wow, this is another quick one. Uh, things must be picking up pretty quickly over there. Let's see what Carl's got. Barricaded in. We are at war. 
You saw the kids being pushed out on trains earlier. They look terrified, okay? They look happy. They look like they're going to Disneyland. But this is war. Look, absolutely barricaded the doors. I'm barricaded in. The Russians could be here any moment. You saw my grandmother with the AK-47. She doesn't mess around. She's seen genocide. Any woman here has seen genocide. If you look 75, she's 35. Now, the women that have hid under floorboards at school, you know, they, they felt a little fear. They're the ones that come out with the sexy eyes. You know what I'm talking about. The shells are landing as we speak. Just last week, I was hit in the head with a hand grenade. It made me see the truth behind 9-11. More from the floor soon. This is war. The cut call off a little bit. They started going a little Alex Jones on me. What, what was he saying about 9-11? Ah... Uh, very, very strange stuff there. Uh, well, I hope Carl's all right. Stay well. Keep your head down. Uh, maybe keep a helmet on uh, next time you report from uh, that very, very dangerous part of the world. Make sure you have a helmet on. I don't know what he was saying there about 9-11. I don't know. Sometimes I worry about Carl. Anyway, he'll be back uh, in uh, the U.K. tomorrow for a uh, brief summit with uh, Jamie the Betrayer. Betrayal Jamie, as we know. Uh, anyway. Uh, so as I have no show today. It's all about war. It's all it's all about war. We're at war. Um, and I, I didn't even get my um, good coffee today. I didn't get my cold coffee. And this is why we're at war. Um, but you know, all jokes aside, <laughs> aside, uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We just sit here and watch it on television. Uh, people in the area, their lives are fucked right now. Our lives are going to be fucked eventually too, though. So this kind of, if you, if you have any, uh, good luck, you'll get hit by a train before. <laughs> Before this step gets really crazy, um, maybe have a stroke, a heart attack. I don't know. Maybe you, you just fall and hit your head while you're jerking off in your hotel room and die. But anything would be better than to be uh, subjected to constant anxiety of a nuclear war or potential nuclear war every day in the news. Unescapable, with no sense of humor, nothing to laugh about, except that I have edibles. But how long will my edibles last? If, and I'm wondering about this, the supply chain, if war, all war breaks out, World War Three. how long before I run out of edibles? This is an important thing. Now, I, I did get back uh, on the edible train last night. I'm like, Gummy Matt. It's my name now, Gummy Matt. <laughs> Or is it Matt Gummy? Um, and uh, I did a video for that stupid piece of music that I did. That makes absolutely no sense. I wanted to name the piece just Apple Gummy, Apple Infused Gummies, Green Apple Infused Gummies. But I didn't. I should have. should go back and rename the clip. But it's up on YouTube now. I'll probably premiere it for a 
in a bit because what else am I going to do? I have no guests here today. Just hanging out. I will open up the phone lines if anybody wants to call. Has anything to say? You want to talk about war? There's nothing else going to be in the news, right? Is the Olympics still going on in the middle of World War Three here? Um, probably not. It probably ended, didn't it? Come on. It's the end of February. This, this shit's got to be over sooner or later. Um, nope, nope, nope. Nope, nothing but war. Everything, everything in the news is war. War, 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 war. Nothing else. I can't believe he's actually doing this. Putin, I mean, I mean, and half of America is on his side. You know, if you're on Trump's side, you're on Putin's side. It's fucking bizarre. Um, and here's the reasons they're giving for some of this stuff is even more bizarre. Like, uh, what's his name? Steve Bannon. He's on his podcast saying, um, he supports. Putin because Putin is uh, not woke and doesn't doesn't have any sympathy for uh, LBGTQ whatever the alphabet soup is. Um. Wow, he supports a communist dictator. Of course, his party is always communism. Communism is the evil. Uh, boogeyman it's going to destroy us all but he supports a communist dictator because he doesn't like gay people <laughs> and he has no tolerance for gay people that's what that's what he's saying um can and dry good folks I, wait I blame dog the bounty hunter, brother of this dog. What do you mean? For what? Blame me for what? Wait, I'm missing something here. I'm missing a lot of chat. Uh, I'm going to uh, attack Hawaii for more cold coffee. No, 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 no. They'll, more cold coffee is coming tomorrow. We'll be fine. We'll get through this. If it was the Middle East, America and the UK would have already... America is already there. We are already there. Uh, I don't know. I think the UK is already there too. NATO is already there. Um, now, basically, we're at the point where, and you're beyond this point if you're a, a citizen of Ukraine and bombs are start already starting to fall in your neighborhood. Um, but, you know, in the bar fight where two guys have been yapping and now somebody's going to throw the first punch, the guy who's been yapping back, oh, you throw the first punch, I'll kill you. That's the U.S. It's, uh, they have to either put up or shut up or, or go home now. Because we've been telling Putin, don't, don't. If you do, there'll be swift retaliation. Um, so far, he's done it without swift retaliation but it's only been a matter of hours we'll see I, i'm expecting the u.s to do something today wouldn't you expect that or you think we're just gonna walk away and say oh, okay we told you not to do it you did it bye uh hawaii must be stopped they want a monopoly on meth and grass skirts meth in hawaii they have a monopoly on it i did not know that uh Ah, you know what? That coffee's getting better as the day goes on, though, I have to say. 400-pound dude's named Tiny? Oh, in Hawaii? Yes. 
that's that's true. There were a lot of four hundred pound dudes named Tiny. Um, we got a four by four tent with six plants in a week. For a four flower, will be okay. Thank you. I'm talking about me, not you. Uh, I cannot run out of edibles. If I run out of edibles, shit will get real. Unless you're nature jacking, uh, what does that, who does that standing? Or maybe I'm just a dumb girl. Um, you got to think about that. <laughs> I don't mean I'm thinking about you're a dumb girl. I'm just thinking about standing up jerking off. Outside, you definitely would. Definitely would. What are you going to do? Get ticks or rocks in your ass? No. <laughs> not putting my naked ass down on something outside. Uh, canned and dry goods. Yeah, we read that one already. Canned and dry goods. Yeah, coffee is. Coffee and edibles is all we really need. Uh, don't know if it's snow or nuclear fallout. Oh, and oh, and oh, in Oklahoma City, you mean? I should have invested in copper wheat last week. Kelly, uh, Kevin says he stood as a uh, a youth, as an old man, who'd rather lay down in the grass and get ticks in your ass. Really, really. Two houses near me exploded this week. Russia was not involved. NATO are in the country to the west of Ukraine, not in Ukraine. Hmm. Hmm. Samoans. Hmm. So you're not taking this war seriously. That's basically what I'm getting from everybody is uh, you're, you're poo-pooing this whole thing. You don't think anything. Yeah, obviously not following Carl's reports uh, because he did say this was war. Uh, and what's happening, Russia launches full-scale invasion on the Ukraine. Explosions have been reported on Thursday in multiple cities in Ukraine. At least 40 people have been killed, according to an advisor for the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky. In a te- uh, televised speech earlier Thursday, Russian President Vladimir Putin, Said he would be as ordered a special military operation as opposed to just a, you know, military operation. This one's special. Uh, we don't want to see that stupid video. Zelensky has uh, since cut diplomatic ties with Russia. Well, I think this is the time you really want diplomatic ties. You want to say, wait a minute. Uh, maybe we don't have to do this war thing. Can we work something out? Maybe maybe it is too late. I don't know. But for me, I would just think now's the time you really want to get serious about talking. All right. We don't, nobody really wants a, a nuclear war, do you? Is it just me? I'm the only one who really doesn't want it. Everybody else is like, uh, it's no big deal. Is this really the case? I'm shocked. Uh, Paul said, he bets it's over a woman. I need a micro, microphone for the next report. Well, put it in. Put it in in supply requisition forms. We'll have it over to you and when you get your MacBook. 
Ask for a, a MacBook call, Kelly says. It's coming. It's been ordered. It's been rec- uh, requisitioned, as they say. Uh, you'd rather vaporize than what? Than what? Vaporize than uh, watch Kevin jerk off and standing up outside? Is that what? I hope the Rona rips to Vlad's. <laughs> uh, whatever. Listen, um, I don't know. What did I just hide? I just hit a, hit a comment. I don't know why I did that. I didn't want to do that. These dumb buttons pop up on me. You know what? Maybe I'll get some fresh coffee. This, this isn't going well. This isn't going well at all. I w- it seems like everybody's... Uh, pro-war, got like a bunch of pro-war people, pro-putting war people out there. I could play uh, the video I have to say uh, I'm not proud of this video at all. I had to do it. The edibles made me do it. Um, First of all, I had to finish the song. And uh, making light of nothing, houses are exploding. Houses, oh, uh, by your by your house, no. But Russia was not involved. We got we got snow one eighteenth of a mine dog. Wow. Wow. That's terrible. We need pictures of your flake. <laughs> you got one flake. Um you rather Vaporize in a world war, whatever. Okay. Well, you may get your wish. You may get your wish. And all these people like Carl, who need just asking for a microphone. Yeah, all these people are just making fun of it. Like it's poo-pooing the whole thing. Uh, people are just trying to stay warm and blowing themselves up. Been below freezing since Monday. Really? Wow. Well, that's what happened here about a month ago when the guy burned his house down. Uh, space eaters. Yeah, well, I did not know we were having severe weather in the middle of the country right now. See that? Because I'm distracted by a little World War thing going on. Cruise missiles whizzing about Europe is pretty weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely is. Um, I don't know. It's probably not the right time to play this music video, but I do need more coffee. It's six minutes and 22 seconds long. I don't think, uh, oh, I better get better. She said I better get um, my headphones before WW3. It was too late. WW3 started two days ago. I used an old gift card, Beats, on sale, damn it. Hmm. Well, it is too late. The The war has started. If In case you missed it, the war started yesterday. But we had uh, our man on the scene, Carl, bring us the news just minutes ago uh, about the genocide that's going on over there. Denver is a re- is record frozen in there, uh, 17, and we are seven at 17 further south, 17 degrees. You know, that's... N- <clears throat> I'm just looking at what we got here. I'm... It's not in my book. It's cold. That's cold. Don't get me wrong. Freezing, cold. But 
I don't know. That's so severe weather. Is that really? I'm looking at the wrong friggin' app here. And, I mean, generally, I would think like 10 days of below zero freezing temperatures. I'd, I'd start thinking that's a crisis. A couple of days of uh, 15 degrees or 20 degrees. That's just like normal winter. We got 28 here right now. So four, four degrees below zero. That's obviously, a, you know, 11 degrees warmer than 17. But shit, that's like we, we get it. It's 28 here every day. Um, I I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the area that we people aren't freaking out here. That it's like it's 28 degrees. It's below zero. People aren't freaking out. It's the end. That's the end of the world. And getting you know burning down their houses to then to stay warm with it. Uh, maybe it's just the, the difference in areas and the way people react to winter. But this is just normal winter. It's record frozen. Denver is record frozen. What does record frozen mean? Give me give me some temperatures. Want to know? What's, I could go to weather.com, couldn't I? I? Could get off my lazy ass and just uh, it's seventeen Fahrenheit and one degree Fahrenheit with the wind chill. And that's, I've been out there where it's been much colder than that. I, I remember being in um, Amarillo, and it was zero degrees, zero degrees with about 50-mile-an-hour winds. <laughs> uh, brutal, brutally cold. Not that long. Not, it didn't stay that way for a long stretch, but, I again, it doesn't. Maybe I'm missing something here, but. That doesn't seem all that bad. I mean, seven. Believe me, I'd rather have twenty-eight. What I have that I have here than seventeen. I get that, but this is normal winter. It's probably seventeen now. Probably fifty later today. Yeah, fifty. All right, fifty. Yeah, very cold degrees Celsius. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me like this is. Crisis weather. What I'm what I'm hearing described here. The South doesn't provide, <laughs> isn't prepared for it in reality. Uh, even a couple of days. I mean, I again a prolonged streak. I could see that, but a couple of days. Shit, man. It's like the end of November until March. We. we that's what we we deal with. Emerald can be brutal in, in the winter. It definitely was that I, I, the most brutal time that I ever spent was taking a friend to Amarillo uh, Airport, uh, and it was again zero degrees, but fifty because there's no nothing blocking the wind there. Fifty degree, uh, fifty mile an hour wind. So that wind chill, you know, you're talking about minus forty at least with the wind chill. Brutal. I mean, I'm like being in Alaska <laughs> without a coat <laughs> in the winter. Um, but again, that didn't last long. It lasted maybe a couple of days, and then it was back to 60 degrees or something. Yeah. It's like Brock said yesterday, 71 day, 10 the next. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that happens this time of year. It changes seasons. It's kind of normal. Well, I guess... Uh, the good news here is that we're talking about weather and not talking about nuclear war. That's good news. 
so there's that big the bright <laughs> silver lining here is that it's only freezing out <laughs> texas doesn't winterize shit we don't have proper equipment to keep roads safe or clear here well i don't know what um i feel bad what can i tell you I'm, i do feel bad i'm i'm not just talking here it isn't nuclear winter yet. Be patient, Chad says. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have to be all that patient. That's my concern. I think it's going to come pretty quickly. And it seems like uh, maybe I'm the only one who feels that way. Maybe I'll, I'm all alone on this one because I'm seeing some... I get some real bad vibes from all this shit here. I'm just thinking real bad stuff. Anyway... I'm going to play that uh, video and go grab some more coffee. I'll be right back. I hope you'll stick with me. It's long. I think the music is inter interesting. And the only reason I did the video was because it's like you can't have a, uh, you can't just put audio out there. Nobody actually will listen to an audio <laughs> music without video these days. That was part of the discussion yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> hey, hey. We're talking Christmas in December 1941 here. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Kat. Uh, you came in at just a bad time. <laughs> bad time. We're we're talking about freezing. And we're talking, we're kind of just keeping the nuclear war in the back burner here. Just kind of not really. It's the elephant in the room that we're trying to avoid. And I was about to play a music video that I did on edibles last night which I'm going to do. I'm going to go grab some coffee. I'm going to play this song. I hope you indulge me for it. It's kind of long. It's uh, definitely trippy in the middle. That's all I'm just going to Trippy in the middle. Kind of just different. That's all I'm going to say about it. No, no further comment. Just starting it. You you folks talk amongst yourselves. Don't Try not to start any nuclear wars while I'm away. Okay, I'm going to pull myself out here.
Man, it's a long song. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go paint the black already. That's the way to go. Get the hell out of there. Yeah, edibles, man. Uh, wow. Oh, uh, well, you get yourself some edibles. Nothing matters. Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, Tom K is with us. Good morning, Tom. Okay, we do live in interesting times and always have. In the uh, meantime, I suggest a hot pastrami sandwich and a Reuben at Cat's Deli and take home a piece of New York-style cheesecake. Cheers, kids. Well, um, do they deliver? Um, it's a long way. Uh, pastrami sandwich a little early for... Uh, Wow. Yeah, <laughs> the old, uh, tempo lady voice, kind of like dirty projectors. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. Um, pastrami sandwich a little too early for that. I did notice uh, it, all it took was me to play that like uh, edible induced music, and people in the chat room started going right back to the war stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck this weird shit, man. Let's get back to bombs and nuclear dust. Um, thinking about that, um, because it is a, it's a very trippy piece. And the piece I did the other day also was very kind of trippy. The um, Last Rights boys, Carl and Jamie, yesterday, along with uh, their special guests yesterday, were... Talking a little bit about Pink Floyd and the deep cuts on the albums on Pink Floyd. You actually have to indulge for six or seven minutes on some of those trippy pieces from Pink Floyd. Uh, one of the most overlooked, I think, underappreciated things from Pink Floyd is animals. I mean, rarely hear that mentioned at all. You hear Dark Side of the Moon, you hear, you know, Welcome to the Machine, all that kind of stuff. Uh, shine on you, crazy diamond. But, you know, Pigs on a Wing uh, and the entire Pigs album. And there's a lot of that kind of, you know, the dogs barking and dogs and, and the pigs and all that stuff. A lot of a lot of that trippy cinematic fil uh, film style uh, soundtrack work that gets included in the middle of songs and stuff that you have to kind of invest some, some brain power to and just kind of let the music take you on a trip so i was thinking of that when i was listening to the discussion on pink floyd yesterday it's also pretty apparent that young jamie has a really nasty hard-on for eric clapton uh i don't think a, a music discussion goes by without jamie finding some way to say that clapton sucks <laughs> I've heard several now uh, between him and Carl or him and Carl and other people. Uh, and it always seems to kind of have to include Jamie uh, <laughs> pointing out oh, some negative things about Eric Clapton. It's just interesting to see. Um, hello, John John 420. Yo, yo, yo yourself. Um I don't know if you're new here, if we know you, but welcome. Uh, I don't recognize the name, and you're on Twitch, and most everybody else is on Twitter. But stay there on Twitch, because <laughs> I need to get the numbers up on Twitch. Um, 
when we were suspended from YouTube for a week, the numbers on Twitch went up, and I was about to be made a Twitch partner or whatever the hell that means. And then uh, we got unsuspended from YouTube, and people stopped using Twitch, and then they said, you know what, that partnership deal, not so much now. Uh, so... Cats pastrami. You could go for some. Well, go for it. Where you leaving from Colorado to go to Bisbee? That take you. Uh, is that where we're, we're talking about? Uh, do Twitch stream. Twitch special stream, doggy. I. You know, I should stay off of Twitch until I do something special just for that, and that would get the numbers up and get get me in that partnership program. I'm not even sure what the partnership program will do for me at this point. I really don't know. I'm had uh, hitting cats in the autumn. Carl says, "Don't hit cats. You don't want to hit cats." Cat says, "Cats does actually deliver anywhere. We sent uh, sent it to family in Arizona. Wow, wow, yeah. But how long does that take? Three days. Um, interesting. Where was it? Oh, Pink Floyd and, J- and Jamie Bash and Eric Clapton. Now." I understand that Clapton uh, has been a dick in a lot of ways, and some things have come to light that he was had been a dick for a long time. Uh, you know, everybody knew that he fucked his best friend's wife. Everybody knew that been public knowledge for fifty years. I think that most people were aware of his uh, tirade, his uh, racist rant that he did in nineteen seventy six. Um, before it came back to light, but I think it was forgiven for that, and it was forgotten until until somebody just decided to bring it back to life last year or something, and that started making rounds on the internet. Um, and then you know he, with the anti-vax stuff, he was saying some stuff and and, and partnering with Van Morrison and, and staying, saying stupid shit. So I understand a lot of people are pissing him, but. The idea that Eric Clapton is not a good guitar player or never was a good guitar player, that's just silly. That's just silly, man. And you're not, you may not be your cup of tea, and it's certainly, um, you know, uh, he is what he is. If you're a fan of his work, you're a fan of his work. Like every artist, like many artists, not always, you know, he grows in and out of favor with people. But to say he's not a good guitar player, that's that's just silly stuff. Silly stuff. I won't hear I won't have it. <laughs> um what am I hearing? Oh, we're still on the pastrami sandwiches, not to mention an uh an unattended fan. Wait a minute. Uh oh God, I don't know where that see sometimes these the, the threads of the comments are unconnected and you're trying to figure out what that goes back to. The pickle is touching the chips for 24 hours. Ew. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what, when you send a sandwich from one part of the country to the other, you have to in, individually wrap all those things that go with it, right? Um, hey, that was a bad kid. What do you mean? No, what did I miss here? See, you guys just, what was a bad kid? Uh, call me up. Let me know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh, you can't call, can't call, call. He can't handle international dialing. But he can, um, 
You can't send videos from the from the front lines of the war. Oh, Clapton, unattentive parent. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah, that's one more thing. Who knows who was there? That nobody was there that day. Uh, I don't think he was home. Right? He wasn't home when that happened. That's a tragedy. And you know what? What am I going to say? Um, remember that Clapton's God bullshit. Yeah, I remember that. Well, that's that's what I said. Anybody, anybody who has been called God, no matter what. <laughs> No matter what they do, by definition, they're overrated. <laughs> Absolutely, completely overrated. Remember that Clapton is God bullshit. He was a great guitarist, but with no Stevie Ray Vaughan, that's for, that's for sure. He's one of the greats, but for, but again, no Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. No, uh, I had a friend. Um, I remember when Stevie Stevie Ray died, and I was working with this guy who was a guitar player, who was a big Stevie Ray fan, and he was. Uh, his, his idea he had came up with a, instantly came up with a, a conspiracy theory that Eric Clapton had Stevie Ron, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan killed <laughs> because uh, he, he was just losing too many fans to him. That's just crazy stuff, man. But no, I agree. Stevie Steve, Stevie Ray Vaughan was um, very unique, one of a kind talent. Uh, and if you know. If you had to ask me who I prefer and who was better, I would say Stevie Ray Vaughan every day of the week, twice on Sunday. Um, yeah, you know, I think Tom's absolutely right. The, the God nonsense definitely doesn't help anybody. Uh, I mean, I can name thousands of guitar players that I really, literally thousands of guitar players that I, I find uh, better uh, that I enjoy more than Eric Clapton. Now that's that wasn't my point. It's, uh, it's every time Carl and Jamie get into a discussion of music, it always seems to go, and they could be talking about anything, not related to Eric Clapton. But Jamie will find a way to come back to, yeah, that was one time my father saw Eric Clapton and he sucked. <laughs> like, wait a minute, we're talking about Pink Floyd. We're talking about, uh, I don't know. You could be talking about any Rush or Van Halen or anybody, and Jamie finds a way to bring it back to Eric. Eric Clapton's a dick. Eric Clapton sucks. I'm just pointing out that he has a um, an unusual preoccupation <laughs> with with a bad boner for Eric Clapton. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. Carl says Clapton uh, talk is now banned from the show. See that? I don't want that. Just give him a, t a timeout. That seems to work, right? A five-minute timeout on the Eric Clapton stuff. Hey, listen. Uh, people are, are free to uh, bash Eric Clapton all you want. I left the room, come back, and... It, yes, you actually are, I don't know, gay for Clapton? I don't know. I think you're anti-gay for Clapton. I think, um, as I mentioned, you seem to have a unusual hate boner <laughs> for Clapton. Because <laughs> let's talk about the Rolling Stones. Uh, let's talk about Keith Richards. Yeah, Clapton's a dick. Uh, let's talk about uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Clapton's a dick. Come on. 
listen to the tapes, Jamie. They're all it's all on tape. As an audience member, I'm just pointing out uh what I see on the show when it comes to music. The music conversation always ends up coming back to Clapton's a dick, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Clapton is a dick. Uh listen, if I were George Harrison, I would have I would have came out I would have been calling Eric Clapton a dick quite loudly for the last fifty years or, or until I died thirty or twenty years ago. If I what you on Devon? What? What? Uh, Ke- uh, Kevin says he supports Jamie's position, but is th- is that because? Uh, well, you don't. Do you know Jamie's position? That because I think Jamie's position, if I if I'm clear about this is not just that Eric Clapton's a dick which I think I would agree with too <laughs> it's that he can't play guitar at all that he sucks and uh I, that I very strongly disagree with that uh whether you like him or not his playing that's subjective but to say he can't play or he's not a very very good player it's just wrong from a from a musician standpoint from a from a technical standpoint, from all of it, he's a good player. He's a very good player. Always has been, always will be. Yeah. Well, again, hating the person has nothing to do with whether the fact... He... <laughs> See, I think he get caught up in too much in personal sh- personal stuff. Where that's, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's not about... It's not personal, Sonny. It's business. It's just business. That's all it is. And and as far as guitar acumen goes, the guy's a thousand times better than me. So um, if he sucks, then you're, you're completely putting me down <laughs> and anybody on my level. Uh, so that's the way I, I look at that. And again, you don't have to like the person to acknowledge that they're good at what they do. Uh and you could uh, hating him, hating on him is one thing. Like, it's fine. You hate whoever you want to hate, but it's like, <clears throat> who can I pick out that that would be? It's not Tom Brady because Derek Clapton is not Tom Brady. But yeah, you know, um, I don't know. Pick another uh, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> it's like you could hate Pat Mahomes, but not say he he can't play football, right? Just like that. Same same analogy. Right. Not judging his, his abilities. Right. I get that. But so then you don't know. You don't agree with Jamie. <laughs> because Jamie, <laughs> Jamie is judging his abilities. and But using his filter of Clapton as a dick <laughs> to judge those. And it's usually, uh, to be fair... Uh, spurred on by a little bit of alcohol and when the music conversation starts. Like the other day, uh, was it yet? When they would, I think it was the discussion of uh, Pink Floyd. Uh, and they're basically talking about Roger Waters and somehow Jamie brought it back to Eric Clapton's a dick and can't play. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. Uh, 
your interview with JT, JT uh, Haberstadt was great, but even he is no Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think he is a, a little bit of a Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, later, kids, stay warm in touch with yourselves frequently. Uh, rock on, Matt Napo. I love your video stuff. Thank you, Tom. Great to see you here. Have a good day. Stay safe from the winds, the winds of Bisbee. Um, uh, Carl says, uh, JT is uh, SRV. I, I think JV, uh, JT is probably a pretty good guitar player, I would bet. I would bet that. Never heard him play. But I bet he is. Um, but that was the interesting part of it because JT, we were talking about you know being the godfather of punk, and he was born. born you know, he said he was born in 76. That's punk. That's a punk era. What happened post-punk, I guess, grunge and um, all that stuff, the post-modernist punk that came in the 90s that passed for punk, but that wasn't punk, and it didn't even really didn't really bring the same sensibilities that uh, the Sex Pistols, the Ramones, the Plasmatics, the Plasmatics, Wendy Williams blowing up the TV set, chainsaw and shit on stage. That was punk. And, you know, I'm not even sure how that could possibly relate to comedy. (laughs) Uh, Because the whole punk thing was just totally anti-establishment, everything. I think comedy, you have to at least acknowledge that establishment, the establishment exists to make fun of it. Anyway, uh, what am I missing here? And Ted Bundy was a great conversationalist. Uh, it was after they got in the Volkswagen, he got dickish. Um, wait, I don't understand. I don't understand where we got, how do we get on Ted Bundy and conversationalists? Uh, where's the analogy here? I know it's early and I know, uh, I know I don't have my cola coffee. But how, where's the logic that came up? What drew you to Ted Bundy? Explain this, how we got from Eric Clapton and Pink Floyd, that comparison to Ted Bundy was a great conversationalist. It is cruel to confuse a dog. You're absolutely right, Kat. I'm just trying to, where where did that come from? Did I miss something? Uh, judging his abilities, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Jamie has a trigger. He definitely. Jamie has a gun for Eric Clapton. Jamie has a gun for Eric Clapton. Uh, when Green Day was just a punk band with no deals, their local fans loved them. When they went mainstream, local fans hated on them. Yeah, now I remember that very well. They were told they sold out. Um. Again, Pink Green Day, I don't think was ever a real punk band. They were using some of that punk energy, but they don't, there's no comparison to what Green Day did, even in the raunchiest, earliest uh, rendition. No comparison of them to what the Sex Pistols and the Plasmatics were doing, or the Ramones. And you could probably go down and find, it's just the, the, the spirit of punk wasn't there 
the energy of the music that that punk brought and the simplicity of it and the monstrous drums were part of the early Green Day stuff. But I'm not sure they were ever real punk. More grunge, early grunge, I don't know. But not... I guess you had to have been there in the in, in the six seventies, uh, mid seventies, when that stuff was really going down, and what it really represented to so many people. Because what happened later, just it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It just wasn't that. I'm just going to keep saying it wasn't that for the next hour and a half. It wasn't that. Uh, so, Craig, you, you're just going to leave me hanging here with this Ted Bundy thing and where that came from, and just you're going to leave me confused about it the rest of today. This is what what we're down to. I'm going to be thinking about where the fuck did Ted Bundy get? How did Ted Bundy get in my room? I could see Al Bundy getting in my room. But how did Ted Bundy get in here? A lot of meth was involved in early Green Day. Really? Meth has been around. I was clueless to meth. Aha, uh-huh. did you ever play, play the same bill as Fear? He was using it to compare Clapton to being a good guitar player, but an awful human being. That that just confuses me more. Ted Bundy being a good conversationalist with Eric Clapton being a good guitar player. I don't know. I never had a conversation with, with Ted Bundy. But I can tell. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he was necessarily a good conversationalist. He was a good manipulator, good at manipulating people. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm, I'm. How would we know that? Did anybody ever have a conversation with him? No. <laughs> I never did. And he, even in the stuff that I've heard him uh, say in court records and, and stuff like that, and that that's minimal. I mean, most of us think we've heard Ted Bundy's voice. We probably haven't heard more than a couple of paragraphs at best. But I would never, no. Obviously, he's a manipulator, but I don't see how that even equates to the Clapton stuff. Clapton actually can be a dick. And I I concede that Clapton is a dick. He's been a dick for a long time, probably all his life. Um, well, starting when he started getting noticed and fame and all that stuff, uh, that will do it to you. So, but to deny that he's a good guitar player, I mean, the guy almost never, I've never seen him ever look like he was working for stuff that I know I have to work very, very hard for. I have to put all my energy and concentration into stuff that he doesn't even break a sweat on. To say he's not a good guitar player puts down a, millions of people who are gu- guitar players who are working for a living and saying they got total shit because they have to work their balls off to play what Eric Clapton does with naturally without even thinking about it. Just crazy, man. It's crazy to say he's not... And I, I can understand. No, you don't like him. You don't like him. He's a dick. Okay, there's a lot of people who are, who are dick. Eddie Eddie Van Halen was a dick. He was a dick. 
No doubt about it. I mean, a nasty, angry, uh, vindictive little guy. But he was a fucking monster guitar player. You're going to tell me he wasn't a good guitar player? Well, he happened to be a dick, too. A lot of people don't like him. I know, I know something he did that was very non-dickish, very, very, very cool thing that he did, which was um, donate a lot of money to a cancer uh, fund for um, the doctor that was treating him 20 years, more than 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, my, I know. Jamie said he named his son after Eddie Van Halen. He named the man. He named, <laughs> but see, that's that's the thing. A guy can be a, a a dick, a jerk, and still you can't deny his talent or his ability. That's just crazy, man. To say Eric Clapton can't play guitar or just sucked on guitar, silly. It's just silly. <laughs> fucking silly. Try try doing what he does. Let me hear let me hear you do what he does. Or even get a very experienced guitar player who has been doing it all his life to to do what he does and t- tell me how easy it is or how uh because he does make it look very easy. It's not that easy. To all the bends in the right place, all the uh all the technical stuff and uh, Choice of notes and music musicality, it's there. It's there. You can't say the guy is not a good guitar player. Tom's back. Sake of an SDL. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now, see, now we're talking about some sake of an SDL. Rio, Annie Sprinkle, Sharon Mitchell, Kitten, Natividad, Aunt Peg, Marilyn Chambers, Leslie James Gillis, Richard Pacheco, Harry Reams, etc. All stars at Cine Forty Two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I think he covered them all. I, I don't think Jamie named his kids uh, after any of those. He was fair. He... Um. See now, <clears throat> I glad we started this war. Now, um, Jamie and Craig could go to war over whether Eddie Van Halen was good. No, Michael Hedges. I thought you were a Leif Erickson guy, uh, Craig. No, <laughs> all of a sudden you're on Michael Hedges. I oh, let's let's go. Uh, I want to get it now. We're going to start the war here. Uh, Jamie Dykes versus Craig Johnson. Uh, Ev uh, Evh versus uh, Eric Eric <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'm sorry. Eric the Red, Lee Ferguson, uh, Alex Leeson. <laughs> Come on, uh, get the debate going. I, I should have you guys on. I, I, you know what? I, if you guys want, I'll send send you both a link. Um, no, Tommy Emmanuel. Uh, Sugar Cat says she's not used to getting references. What did I ever do before Google? Let me uh, let me uh, see if I can. I want to see if I can start a war here. Uh, so I will say, I don't know if I want to go with Tommy Tommy Emmanuel. Who who will I go with? My my best guitar player. Hmm. I'm gonna go with Beck. 
Whoa, what do you mean, Beck? You know, Beck's not a shredder. No, he's not. No, I'll take Beck over anybody you got. For expressiveness, for for uniqueness, for um, totally a sound that's all his own and making the instrument all his own. I'll take Beck over, over anybody you got. There you go. Oh, Jamie said he can't. He's working on his, his set for tonight, but it would be great, though. So we'll have to schedule that. Uh, uh, we'll have to actually <clears throat> have a, a online debate of great guitars, uh, best guitarist debate between Jamie and Craig uh, set up for next week sometime. Put that on the schedule, okay? Um, doesn't have to be a long one. Just a 10-minute debate, 15-minute debate. Point for point, I'll I'll moderate it, and we'll see what we can get going. Uh, have no further. Russia launches full scale invasion on Ukraine. Yeah, full scale, as opposed to half scale. Has there ever been a half scale invasion? Um, and that's all that's in the news today. Oh wait, Netflix has spent a lot of money to make sure Anna Delvey's story was told on their streaming service. Who's Anna Delvey? I don't know about this. See, I just totally. Uh, who's Anna Delvey? Somebody, somebody, get me hip to that quick. I'm just I'm seeing this story about it. Inventing Anna. Uh, oh, this is the girl who uh, she was playing. This is kind of like. Um, what was it? Six six degrees of separation. The guy who claimed to be um, uh, Rockefeller or something back in the day, and had all those people con that he was a Rockefeller. Her story is a lot like that. I don't know. It's true. She actually conned these people into thinking she was a Dutch heiress and was getting money from a lot of people. That's that's an old scam. That's been done before. I'm surprised people weren't hip to it because they did make a, a movie out of it. it like that Rockefeller dude um, and had everybody believing he was, uh, I don't know if it was a Rockefeller, one of those rich families, though. And they made a whole movie about it. So why would somebody fall for that whole scam again just because it's a girl now claiming she's a, uh heiress or whatever? Huh. Anyway, she looks like um, Nicole De- Deloy, who has been on my show, who also, uh, in turn, looks like um, the girl from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Back to you, Doug. They weren't there, and they and they don't know. We survived New York City in the 70s, and uh, we'll never forget those names. Well, don't forget Carlos Santana, kids. I actually uh, played with Carlos Santana. Yeah, that's one of my claims of fame. I didn't play with him. I opened for him. Uh, my my first original band was called Europa, and we toured uh, with uh, Carlos Santana as an opening act for him for, I would say, six months, something. Raul, his uh, conga player, was a very, very good guy to the band, very friendly to the band. Most of the other guys didn't want anything to do with us, so they didn't pay, it, pay any attention to us at all. Uh, 
the fuck slash slash oh boy you were born late my friend wait who slash is in his top five mm-hmm. okay you can have a top five um i don't know if i you know i i, I do know i would not put slash in my top five but that's all subjective Again, top five, nothing in a top five would upset me at all. Uh, even top one, that doesn't, people saying somebody's great doesn't upset, upset me at all. People saying somebody sucks when I know they don't suck, that kind of, that's a little upsetting, I have to say. That's a little upsetting. Um, we all know who's the best guitarist ever. We've all seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Good point. That's a good point. Uh, though we haven't all seen that movie. Uh, Carl says it's all. Surely it's all style specific. Uh, specific as well. Uh, it is subjective, and uh, Joseph Joe Bonamassa is not. Awful. He's very good. He's a very good guitar player. But again, that's a guy who's just like, um, I think he's like 99% ego, uh, personality-wise. If you've ever met Joe Bonamassa, he's nobody ever loved themselves as much as he loves himself. Picking an ultimate favorite in anything is crazy. My likes and dreams. Yeah, I agree. There's too many people to to say that about. But again, if I have to choose one and there are so many great guitar players and there are some that are just technically wild. I mean, uh, superhuman. And more and more of that every day, young people. But if if I'm going to go with my best guitar player, my absolutely favorite all time, just be not necessarily because I love everything he does, or I'm always in the mood for what he does. Like, um, but as far as unique approach in making the instrument, his own, his own Jeff Beck is my guy. Uh, Ralph Macchio is the greatest blues man ever. Actually, who was that? That was. Um, Ry Cooter, I believe, that actually played all those parts for Ralph Macho. That was good. Uh, good soundtrack. And, of course, Steve Vai is, is the other guy in that movie who's a total shredder. And as far as technical, he's one of those guys on the, on the technical scale. Wow. I mean. Um, and he su- surprised me what a really decent, good guy he is. And, and humble and not an egomaniac. Steve Vai, I I just assumed because of the way he plays that he would be full of ego and because he was chosen as the guy to be <laughs> the devil's uh, superstar guitar player to to, to beat uh, what, Johnny? What's the guy's name? Anyway, in the movie Crossroads. I mean, to be picked for that part got to be an ego boost in, in the first place. But then when you get to uh, listen to Steve Vai talk and be in conversation with him, very, very humble, uh, self-effacing guy. Very good. 
Uh, Alvin Lee, Richie Blackmore. Blackmore is another one that, uh, wow, Blackmore. Um, I put him up there close to Beck in, in the idea of creating a, a whole different way of expressing on the guitar. Some of some of Blackmore's use of using going between classical and modal stuff and pure rock uh, pentatonic stuff and his bends and his timing on stuff. Nuance. Very unique player. Nobody nobody like Richie Blackmore. So I'm going to go down this list. Al, Alvin Lee, Richie Blackmore, great one. Tony Iommi, uh, another great one. Steve Vai, yeah, we mentioned him. Jeff Beck, yeah, those are Steve Howe. Eddie Van Halen and on and on. They're all great and they have different styles as it should be. Jeff Beck is definitely a god. Well, as I said, anybody with that is overrated by definition. Uh, Blackmore, Deep Purple, great. Yeah, Ingway Malmsteen isn't for everyone like Joe Satriani. Don't ever talk bad about Joe Satriani. Bald guy from Long Island. Come on. <laughs> Alvin Lee shredded. Uh, and was uh, shredded, <laughs> I believe. Lindsey Buck Lindsey Buckingham, um, a very underrated uh, by I think by people who just like casually just look at uh, guitar player gods, you know these rock idols. I don't think Lindsey Buckingham comes up on many people's list unless they're really paying attention. Frank Marino. Uh, what about Gary Moore? Nobody mentioned Gary Moore. So long, it was so long ago. But he still got the blues for you. Marty McFly, one of the originals. Okay, I think we covered them all. No. Uh, that's, again, probably not even scratching the surface. How about um, how about Grohl? What? Yeah, how about Grohl? You don't have to be necessarily be a great soloist or um, improvisational player to leave a mark on the instrument and influence mega people. Hank Porter, Hank Porter, um, he had one one lick. <laughs> one lick. Hank was a one lick pony. Poor old Hank. Um, there are a lot of, the point I was about to make is there are a lot of guys who you wouldn't think of as like Hendrix or you wouldn't even put in the, the list of these people like um, all the people that everybody's been naming here. Um, but they basically thought of as like rhythm players or just song supporters who were really great, influential, and changed the edge. The edge doesn't play anything that even resembles shredding or, you know, uh, technically great guitar playing. But he definitely changed the approach to the instrument in a way. Songwriters play, use it. Rock bands uh, use the instrument differently because of his playing. So, uh, Danny Bonaducci on bass. I don't know if he could really play that. I don't know if he was faking or not. 
I love watching Grohl uh, get kids who can play up on stage and playing with this band at shows. Grohl's a great guy. I mean, there, there's nothing not to like about Dave Grohl. Superb human being. A very... Listen, and Dave Grohl, we could talk about Dave Grohl for a second if we could. Um, he's got a unique place in the history of rock and roll. Dave Grohl is the, I'm, I'm wondering if anybody else can name somebody who's got this kind of credentials going on. He played in two of the most influential bands in the history of rock and roll. I don't think that anybody could argue that both Nirvana and Foo Fighters have not been extremely influential. Some people would even call them like uh, iconic bands of their era. So you got two of those. Name somebody else who's played in two of those and played two different instruments and played and held down two different roles in both of those bands. He was the drummer in Nirvana, guitar player, lead singer, frontman in Foo Fighters. Give me another example that uh, of anybody in the history of popular music who's got that kind of thing on their resume. I can't think of anybody else. Uh, <laughs> Jamie says the edge is all sound effects. Uh, I'll tell you what, Jamie. <laughs> uh, I'll lend you my pedal board. Uh, with all the effects that Edge has, and we'll we'll see how how well you do at making that music with that. That's all I'll say about that. It's not all the pedal board. You have to actually, uh, you actually have to know how to make music with it. What do we got here? Uh, well, Edge's all sound effects, and then uh, Coleman says he had to uh, kill Kurt to get there, but he's a great dude. Dave Grohl also played the devil for Tenacious D. Uh, wait, something just moved. Irene Mandrill owned the tambourine. <laughs> Eileen, Ar Arlene, Arlene Mandrill. Uh, that Barbara's sister. I think she was a drummer, wasn't she? I don't know. But I think if you're talking about uh, the Mangel sisters, I think they were actually all really good musicians. I don't know about that. I don't know if they were propped up. I don't know. Uh, Sammy Hagar, what, as a guitar player or a singer? I don't think Sammy had anything special about his guitar playing at all. I do th think Sammy's a very unique voice in the history of rock and roll. Sammy uh, says he can play three chords. Well... Um, that won't get you in Edge's league because Edge plays about 5,000 chords. <laughs> Philip Bido is one of the best bass players on earth. Uh, he played with Steve Vai for almost 20 years now. Steve Vai is a super nice guy. Uh, and Philip Bido is a close friend of mine who lives in, lives in Bisbee. Well, that's awful. Nice. You, you're looking next to a uh, celebrity there, eh? Lots of celebrities in Bisbee. Um, so get him on the Mind Dog show. And <laughs> Phil Collins, I mean, is not a talent, but maybe still. Uh, wow. Joe Walsh, James Gang, and the Eagles. Jo yeah, Joe Walsh. Uh, 
Joe Walsh was never as influential on guitar as Dave Grohl was on drums. I mean, think about it. That some of those Ringo-esque uh, Tom fills and things that that Grohl did um, with Nirvana have been used on so many records since everybody's copying them. Look at look at the um, how how often his riffs have been used. It, it's been sampled and resampled, and drummers copying his stuff put in just about every pop song now. So and Walsh was never all that influential as a guitar player either. Uh, I mean, I'm not putting down Joe Walsh. I'm just saying he was not a major. He wasn't a guy who guitar players looked up and and said, I want to be Joe Walsh. There were definitely drummers in 13-year-old boys playing drums in 1992 who said, I want to be Dave Grohl. (laughs) That's who I want to be. So he went from that again, playing one instrument, completely switched to a lead instrument and a front man of the band and main songwriter. Way different transition. Joe Walsh was a side man, even in the James Gang. I mean, he sang lead on, but he was basically, as guitar player, he was kind of just another, just an essential piece of the band, not necessarily... um, the the impetus of the band, the, the main sole focus of the band. Um, Pete Chevelle do, uh, does a great job using all his pedals and effects. Pete from Chevelle. I like watching him play live, and they sound pretty good. Who's the uh, guy from Rage? Tom Morello. Tom Morello is one of your effects pedal and knob knobby guys who uses effects to complete um, musicality. Good stuff. Uh, Barbara's sister, Barbara and Louise Mandrill were talented. Arlene, I don't, I really can't judge that. I know, all I know is people who I know saw them in Vegas and said they all played all all the instruments, but you know how people can be like, you know, I pick up a saxophone and can play the line from uh, Who Can It Be Now? I'm a sax player. No, <laughs> I know that one line. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that. Cat uh, can play the intro to Wish You Were Here. Well, that's good. That's a start. Way to go. Um, Tom Wishes uh, Patrami Sandwich was, was here. Um, Duff McKeegan is my bass god. McKagan, McKagan. Um, no, I'm just gonna say no to that. No, I just said no, no, no to that. <laughs> ah, rock and roll, rock and roll is what it is. George Harrison is better than Clapton. My dad went to watch Clapton once. <laughs> See that? It's always come back to Clapton with Jamie. Here goes his Clapton boner again. Um, if I had to comment on that George Harrison is better than Clapton, I would say I prefer George George Harrison over Clapton. Yes, I will say that. Um, but that's just me again. Oh, that's also subjective. Funny how one band's lifetime in in one band's lifetime they could turn so many members at the same spot: bass, 
Chevelle's on their third base player now. Well, it's a spinal tap thing, isn't it? How many drummers did spinal tap go through? Because they all spontaneously combusted. Uh, can play anything. Uh, I can't play anything, and I'm easily amused. Uh, sugar cat. Oh, this is Kelly saying the sugar cat. Well, there you go. Jamie, for some unknown reason, says uh, John McLean. Uh, and then he says, we agree. What about Don McLean? Uh, not not necessarily a, a guitar player of, of note. I mean, obviously, you can strum some chords and pick folk songs. Uh, see, Tom is backing, backing me up on the Mandrell Sisters here. True, at, uh, all the Mandrell Sisters played all the instruments and well. Barbara was the best, though. Uh, that was 30 years ago. Was it? Maybe 40? <laughs> Maybe 40. Uh, maybe 40. I don't know. 30 years ago was 1992. So, yeah, I think. What about Chet Atkins? Yeah, Chet Atkins was a, uh, the guy. Chet Atkins uh, was a good good one, Cat. Definitely uh, one of the people who changed, changed the way the instrument is played. Uh, you know, technically, well, that gets overlooked by people who are non-players. Uh, they just care about, you know, the sound, the overall sound. And and you know, Chet's picking and use of, of theory and, and knowledge of theory uh, were the gold standard in this day. And that, if it wasn't for Chet, we wouldn't have people like... Uh, like Tommy Emmanuel and people that are just taking uh, Travis picking to a whole, whole other place where people, you know, chord melody, you're playing all the parts at once. You see these guys now, Kent Nashuahama, uh playing 24, uh, 25 or 64, playing all the parts at once. Uh, I mean, this play, playing the drum part, playing the bass part, playing the rhythm guitar part, playing the horn parts, and the vocal melody, all at the same time. Amazing. And just to play the guitar solo of 24, uh, Terry, Terry Cat, Keith, Terry Catch, Catch. I don't remember Terry's last name. It, I know it began with K, the guy from Chicago, Cat. I don't know, but that's an incredible solo. The guitar, guitar solo in twenty five or six to four, amazing solo. Just to be able to play that, never mind play all those uh, parts. Uh, Slim Whitman was Slim Whitman a guitar player? I don't know. I know he was a singer, and Slim Whitman was uh, pretty pretty big in his day, actually. Uh, what about Orbison? Guitar player or singer? Come on. I saw uh, Segovia. I saw, uh, actually, I saw uh, Demiola, too, and, and uh, I didn't see the Romero brothers. Uh, Andre Segovia, I saw Al Demiola. I'm actually, I actually know him a little bit. I mean, enough to, he would recognize me if I said hello to him. I mean, we've, we've had conversations in the past. Uh, Andre Segovia. I saw, took my wife to see him at Westbury Music Fair 
somewhere in the early 80s. And uh, he, was, he was old then. He was too old to walk to the stage. And so they had two young, I mean, young 20-something girls, uh, about 20-ish, carrying, walking him up to the stage, putting him on a little stool, little bench there, going and getting the guitar and putting in his hands, placing his hands on the neck and on the strings and kind of balancing them there so he wouldn't fall. And then he started to play. And it was fucking amazing. And he played for about 90 minutes, just never once leaving that spot. And then when he was done, the girls came out and took the guitar from him and kind of balanced him there and had to walk him off stage again. But it was like total magic. He was like in a coma, uh, basically unresponsive in so many ways until they put the guitar in his hands. And then he came to life, did a great concert, and went back into his coma. Uh, yeah, a very, very amazing moment for me. Um, the kids started playing sax in sixth grade. I can still play. Uh, Roy Clark, Glenn Campbell, they were very good players. Vampire guitar guy from Dust Till Dawn. Uh, Honey came back. Campbell could play anything. Um, 28 years, my... Temperature was easily fatigued, but I can still play. Um, Glenn Campbell, when he had Alzheimer's, couldn't remember his name. Couldn't remember. Didn't had no concept of the day or what time it was or any of that stuff. Day of the week. They even know what year it was. He would say, "I don't need to know that. I don't know that." But. Um, put a guitar in his hands and he could play everything as just as fluid as can be like came back to life with a guitar in his hands very weird stuff how the the brain can work full-on dementia complete alzheimer's you know already making no sense needing complete 24 7 supervision but still out playing shows with his kids until he died very strange way very strange phenomenon how the brain can overcome and music uh, can be that bridge to normalcy, some kind of bridge back to normal life or what you can do by route, just without thinking about it. Uh, Kevin says, two songs and my chops were toast, but I remembered all the fingerings and octaves. Cat says, that's pretty incredible about the brain of music. Yeah, and... I don't think it's necessarily playing it because sometimes when I when I go to do my volunteer stuff at, at some of the VA stuff and some of the nursing homes I play at, you can see how music will bring somebody back who's been comatose. I've had that definitely happened to me where a wife was with her husband, the husband's in bed, hasn't really been responsive for a month or more. And come in and play a song that he he likes, and all of a sudden he's clapping his hands a little, and his eyes wake up, he starts smiling, and the wife says to me, "Well, this is the most alive he's been in a long time, just because one song can take you back." So it's not just the playing of, of music or, or that connection, but art, art in general. If if there's a real connection to it, and somebody was 
it was important enough to them at some point in their lives when their cognitive ability stuck going, that's where you, where we bring them right back to that song or that movie or book. Uh, books are tough because that requires work. Anything that can be passively enjoyed art from an artistic uh, experience, so will bring people back to back to life in, in a lot of ways. So, uh, Tom says, rather than saying who's the best, I would simply ask, who would you most like to be if you could be just one great guitarist? No one has even mentioned that Hendrix guy yet. I choose Stevie Ray. I'm I'm thinking on that. Uh, I don't think it would be any of the rock legends. It wouldn't even be Beck, even though I like Beck uh, as for what he's contributed. I don't think it'd be any rock and roll guy. If I could pick I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, I think it would be one of the new, the new age do-it-all acoustic guys. Um, one of the younger ones, maybe not. I mean, uh, I don't know. Um, let me see somebody I used to be. Let me play. I don't know. This will probably get me a copyright strike, but I'm going to play it anyway. Uh, I'm going to wait till. All right. Just stop for a second. Don't play anything. Okay. Thank you. Now I'm going to share this. Oh, and I'll probably get a copyright strike. That's okay. Share screen. Um, let's go here. Mike Dawes might be the guy. Might be the guy that I would. Thank you. 
You know what? When you can just add Tommy Emmanuel on, it's just like an extra <laughs> unnecessary but luxury part. That's saying something. I don't know. And for most people, probably don't understand what he was doing there, but he's playing the rhythm part on all that percussion part and the chord and melody at the same time and the bass part. And he's also changing the tuning on the guitar <laughs> at least five or six times in that changing the tuning to uh, accommodate the next part of the song because he's playing some of the stuff on open strings and all that stuff. But on the fly, changing the tuning while he's playing the percussion part, Mike Dawes, that's probably who I would take. Uh, if, I ha if I had to choose right now at this time and place to be a guitar player, uh, that's probably who I would I would take. But the guy can do anything. He can do anything. Um, he could tread with the best of those guys on electric guitar, but he chooses to play full songs this, in that style of uh, picking percussion, melody all at once. And what I love about that is you're so self-contained. I mean, from a gigging standpoint, doesn't get any easier. You don't need to do like long extended sound checks or anything. You know what? You got your instrument. You've got your sound. It's all self-contained. You go anywhere. You set up pretty quickly. You do a pretty quick sound check. When you're done, you're done. You don't need any roadies of, you know, complicated uh, things. And you don't need to necessarily have a well-rehearsed, you know, backing band because you don't need a backing band you're all anything you anything you want to play you can play without having to say hey learn this song and learn this part learn your part no i'll do it all myself i don't need anybody else that's what i love about uh that style of playing and so that if i had to choose one guitar player right now probably be mike dawes i'd have to lose the english accent because those people just sound funny you don't think i need to learn to talk american uh Tommy says, I saw Tom, uh, Tommy Emmanuel in Vegas twice, and he is phenomenal. Such a nice guy also. Uh, shook hands and said hello uh, to all his fans outside the showroom for about an hour. Dawes is amazing, obviously. So, um, you shook hands with Tommy. You have to have, to have uh, had the experience, because I know I did. 
hands, and uh, the people on the audio side can't see what I'm doing. My hands, look at these fat little sausages. Tommy's fingers <laughs> come out another four or five inches past mine do. And it, they're slender, and but more muscular. Uh, really, I mean, the strength in his fingers is incredible. Uh, and the strength in his hands. But you notice if you shake, you shake his hands anytime, how big his hands are. And his fingers, the length of his fingers is just incredible. So, and, uh, you know, that got me on a whole rant about physical attributes and how they play into people's strengths on their instruments. Now, obviously, these hands are made to play drums with. <laughs> Not made to play guitar, uh, but yeah, uh, but guys like that. I mean, if you look at all of them, and then you see like Lara Basil Larry Basillo, who's a young lady who's got these tiny little hands, tiny little fingers, slender as can be, but she rips it up with the best of them as well. She can shred with all those guys we've mentioned here today. I don't know how this this uh, program evolved from oh no, nuclear war is breaking out to musical talk. Uh, and I'm glad it did in a lot of ways, but um, got me thinking about a lot of different great players, great for different reasons. We didn't mention Stanley Jordan either, who was one of those first guys to do that keyboard-style tapping of melodic chord melody stuff. Uh, he was one of the first guys to kind of play a guitar neck like a keyboard with the tapping. Uh, Craig said, I'd like to be Michael Christensen. B, capital B. Kevin said that's why I called. Uh, that's why it's called masturbation. What? What? What did I miss there? Uh, Jeff Healy was a great player and an unusual, uh, unusual way of playing as well. There's a guy Brock. I can't think of his last name now. Brock is uh, plays that way that Jeff Healy plays with it, laying down and like pulling on the strings, pulling on the neck backwards, and playing it that way. Very weird way to play a guitar. It worked for him. Um, I don't know if Healy brought anything new to the sound, though. I mean, he, he had his unique way of approaching the instrument, but I think for the most part. If you if you take the vocals off of everything and you just put like a blues track on, I mean, oh, now we're gonna get angry people again. If you just put a blues track on and just listen to the lead guitar uh, playing on it, Jeff Healy would sound a lot like Eric Clapton. Ooh, now people are mad now, aren't they? He would. It's his playing, uh, his lead soloing was basically blues soloing. So, uh, have a good day, everyone. I will now proceed to meditate about uh, meditate out of the crisis. Well, I think we we need some more reporting from you, especially since you're going on the road and uh, you're going to be back in Wales tomorrow. So while you're still in Ukraine, I think you should you should tape a few more reports for us so we have some stuff uh, ready for tomorrow. Do I, uh, Adam Snare will be with me tomorrow morning. Comedian who used to be from Long Island, now based out of Florida. Uh, he'll be with me for uh, for the second hour tomorrow. 
Yeah, I got a little call back to Eric Clapton in there, didn't I? Um, so that's, uh, I guess uh, that's where we're going to leave it here. Nuclear war and guitar players. Like, okay, we have our priorities straight. That's all, that's all that matters. We have our priorities straight. Uh, nothing else in the news worth talking about. Nothing else really matters anymore. Uh, check out the, um, the show from last night, if you haven't, JT uh, Haberstadt, uh, Haberstadt, I always say stat, because there's a uh, car deal, Haberstadt car dealership near here, so it's easy for me to say Haberstadt. I've been saying it my whole life. Uh, Haberstadt. Uh, good stuff last night, really, and probably some of those gems are going to make it into the book. Some of the stuff that he, he talked about last night, very cool stuff from all sorts of um, creative angles. As a business person, uh, you know, somebody who is first and foremost an artist, but needing to monetize uh, like everybody does uh, in a commercial world, monetize their art. Um, a lot of great insight and a lot of... And, and an attitude that most people would benefit from. Uh, Business-wise, seems to have a good balance between the creative and the business aspect of it all. And, uh, and, and a kind of a student of history of, of the craft, of both from the music and, and the comedy aspect of his life. So good stuff. Check that out last night. Uh, that's up now. Uh, I need to send that out to him, actually. Thanks for reminding me of that. I reminded myself you didn't remind me of anything. Anyway, I don't have a lot more to say unless you want to talk about um, who we should send, which guitar player you would send to the Ukraine to defuse the, uh, the tensions there. I think Jamie would send Eric Clapton. Uh, Tom, oh, oh, Jamie said, Tom, didn't you meet Bob Marley? Oh, that would be a long time ago. Marley's been dead. When did Bob Marley die? Let me see. I want to say early 80s. Bob Marley died in 1981. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 he didn't. That's, that's his marriage ended in 1981. Uh, oh, yeah, no, he died May 11th, 1981. That's when he died. Yep. Wow. 1981, so, yeah, a long time ago, man. Uh, send the nudes. Yeah, okay, I'm down with that. Definitely send nudes over there. Send anybody, just don't give us uh, a best of helmet to Clapton if he's chosen. Lee, Lee Greenwood can <laughs> Uh Yeah. I, no, I'm down for sending the nudes. I think Cat had it right. Send the nudes. Um, listen, it, we, <laughs> don't get me started on bad guitar players. I think I'm wondering if anybody's going to argue with me on this one. Yeah, and I'm right here before closing time. Uh, good morning, Christina. Good afternoon. Um uh, 
hope things are better for you there today. I think uh, we've seen some some, and you're the only one on Facebook, by the way. No, can people see your comment there? Um, we're talking about shitty guitar, great guitar players, but now I wanted to bring up because uh, Sugar Cat did send the nude we're talking about which guitar player to send to the ukraine to defuse the situation over there and she said the nude. now ted nugent we've been talking about great guitar uh great guitar players ted nugent is on my top 10 list of worst of people like where is there any talent in that person at all for them to be uh, have any success and where did it come from um I saw Nugent try to impress people on Facebook one day, and it had to be all effect because he he knows he's not a shredder. But he was trying to make believe he's a shredder, and just turned on the delay to make one note every note sound like he was playing four notes instead of one note. Just pathetic. And people, kids, were calling him out on it. Like, let me hear you play that riff without all the delay and echo on it. And he just refused to do it because he couldn't do it. I mean, it was nothing. What he was playing was basically a very 50s uh, rock around the clock pentatonic scale, weak, weak ass, unimaginable uh, riff with a, tons of effect on it to make it sound like he was shredding, but he can't shred. And so, uh, Ted Nugent, I would probably put on my number one of how the fuck did this guy ever sell any records? Because Wang, Wang Dang, Sweet Fu Tang, and uh, I guess the lyrics helped them sell stuff. Cat Scratch Fever. That was his big hit, Cat, Cat Scratch Fever. Ah. So now, uh, Nugent would be uh, the string quartet on a Titanic. Ah. <laughs> uh, who are you saying good morning to? Uh, it's not uh, morning anywhere. Well, except for where you guys are. <laughs> I guess that's why you're saying good morning. Uh, it's almost 11 a.m. here, but where Christina is, it's like, I don't know. What's it, six hours difference? So it's like five o'clock at night over there. Five in the evening. Wow. Now you're on on uh, YouTube just in time to end the program. Well, if you're just joining me this morning, now here's what you missed. I'll recap. War called the two reports from the front line. Uh, those were very interesting. Uh, I think he mentioned genocide. But then he started to go a little Alex Jones on one of them. So we had to end that one. Uh, Stranglehold heard on El Camino A-Track. Okay. But that wasn't a hit. When I talk about hits, you know, hit radio, something that something that breaks the Billboard Top 40. I mean, I, Nugent fans, I know he had a, a loyal following Midwest and to the West. Uh, and his songs were known on FM radio, but they weren't hits. I mean, Cat Scratch Fever was a hit. That was a top 10 hit. And I think that was his only hit. Um, 
I could be wrong about that, but I think that was the only hit record he ever had. Only reason I knew uh, uh, he was uh, is his Michigan connection. Yeah, uh, that whole a lot of a lot of rock. You know, Grand Funk came out of that area too. I mean, a lot of rock, uh, monster rock, monster truck rock, <laughs> came out of that area. Uh, so we talked. Uh, we talked about uh, the war. We talked about uh, Carl did some reporting from the war. We were talking about nukes and all that stuff. And somehow, uh, oh, I played. That's what happened. I played a video of a music piece I did last night, which was kind of different. And uh, then I started talking about because the guys were talking on the last rights program about Pink Floyd and how some of those deep tracks. Uh, you can't you can't listen to them just passively. It's not stuff that uh, that you kind of just put on and go about your day. It's kind of stuff you you get stoned, you put on the headphones, turn on the lights, and just listen to it deep and kind of let the uh, deep mix take you where you want to go. So we're talking about that, and then that evolved into how Jamie hates Eric Clapton and can't have a musical discussion about anything musical. You could be talking about um, the Staple Singers. Somehow Jamie would say, yeah, and Eric Clapton sucks. Uh, <laughs> you could be talking about the London Philharmonic, and Jamie would come back, and Eric Clapton sucks. Um, you could be talking about Pavarotti, and Jamie would say, and Eric Clapton sucks. And so I led that discussion down the path, and then we started talking about great guitar players and bad guitar players. So. Um, but Eric Clapton, uh, he might suck as a person. He doesn't suck as a, suck, suck as a guitar player, whether he's, he belongs even in the mention of a lot of the names that we talked about today. That's up to anybody else if they want to be a fan or not, but he doesn't suck. But according to Jamie, he does. I'll just give Jamie one more chance to say Eric Clapton sucks before we sign off. Let me see. Uh, Christina Aguilera, she could sing, huh? But Eric Clapton sucks. Okay, we got that. Did you get that out of your system? Hey, that Taylor Swift, she's something, huh? Yeah, but Eric Clapton sucks. Um, who else? Billie Eilish, she's pretty good, huh? Yeah, but Eric Clapton sucks. Uh, Dave Grohl. Nobody came up with a, another. Uh, a girl, another girl. He didn't come up with another girl because you can't, can't be. There's, there's only one girl. Chad Henson's Wango Tango is such a deep, meaningful work of art. He gets it. He gets it. Uh, yeah, she's hot, and Clapton is pissed for. <laughs> uh, I don't know who you were saying was hot, Billy Ellis or what, or. Wait, who was hot? Taylor Swift? Eh. Or Billie Eilish? Or who else did I mention? Oh, Christina Aguilera. She was hot in the day. I don't know what she's like now. Uh, when she first came out, she was she was a cute little hottie. Um, that, again, that's a long time ago. 30 years ago, something? 25 years ago, at least. People are getting old. I'm getting old. Trailer Swift, I call her. Well, I don't think that's a... I don't think that's appropriate. 
I think she's a Vanderbilt or something. She's one of the people that come, you know, I, I don't know Vanderbilt, but she definitely comes from money. She's not. She always looks sweaty to you. <laughs> okay. Well, to be honest, I, uh, my memory uh, of, she had two good, two or three big songs back in the day when I first became aware of her. And that's basically all there is uh, that I know of her at all. I mean, what was it? Uh, what a Girl Wants, I think, is was the first hit. And then... Uh, you Are Beautiful. That was the ballad. Those are the only two songs... Or I am beautiful in every single way. That one, I don't know. Uh, those are the only two songs I really know of her at all. And I don't. I don't remember her looking sweaty, but I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to go back and look at those videos to see if she was sweaty. Uh, Brett Brockwit and all the responses in this thread. Really, uh, Clapton, be well, Jamie and Carl and Cat. Be well, brother Matt Napo. You too, Tom. And stay out of the wind, man. Uh, so, yeah, it's time to go. Uh, I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh and sing a song. Seems we just get started. And before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. So long. All right, who gets that reference? Uh, Jamie Dykes doesn't get that uh, reference. I guarantee that. But that's a good way to sign off is uh, with that little reference there. And anybody who got that reference and understands where that came from, oh, Cat gets it. I think Cat gets it. I was going to say, let me know on Twitter uh, if you got that reference at all and uh, can explain it to the younger folks. That would be nice. Otherwise, I just want to uh, thank everybody for being here today. No guests. Got through two hours without a guest. Imagine that. I did have a call calling in from the combat zone. And I didn't even play the cold coffee spot because I don't have cold coffee today. Uh, but I would like to just remind people that uh, it's always good. Wait, didn't hear it. You want to hear what? The repeat of. Yeah. Mike got it. Mike got it. Chad got it. And Sugar Cat got it. Good Good morning, Mike. Haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you back here just as I'm ready to sign off and tell people to remember to turn on uh, their radio. Uh, you come in and give me Carol Burnett, which is the correct answer. You win a pair of tickets to see Eric Clapton in Ukraine tonight. And don't forget to...
and listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to 